Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeffrey and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L, without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Stardust RPG on Trails of Stardust. I am Liam Morshani, and I am your Game Master for this 5th edition science fantasy RPG campaign in a world of my own devising. And joining me today, uh, we have our player Sen. Sen, I'm playing Coltarn, the orc artificer, gadgeteer, master, master, maker, maker. And, and Holly... Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Mistel in Varn Rogue. And Craig. Hi, uh, I am playing uh, Just Us, the ethereal formerly known as Bees, formerly known as Zarathrax, uh, now a Swarmkeeper Ranger slash uh, Light Domain Cleric. And Jack the Second. Hi, I'm Jack the Second. I'm playing an ethereal sorcerer named Surprise. And Jack the Elder. Hey, everybody. My name is Jack, and despite the likely content of today's episode, I would like to remind everybody that sharks are perfectly fine and do not need to be hunted or killed. And I'm playing Till Wayland, the avian way of the Iron Path gun monk. <laughs> yeah, regular regular sharks are just fish. They just sort of live in the ocean. They're not. They're not. They only, they only bite you because they don't have hands to go. Hey, what's that? Mm. <laughs> they're really kind of cool dudes. Yeah, the, uh, the they are they are they are not these spacefaring murder monsters that I have created for this setting. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes you want jaws in space. Uh, I mean, you might want jaws in space. And also, Jeremy. Space. Hi, I'm Jeremy, and I've learned that if you're the last person in the video, you have time to get into roll 20 if, during the intro, so that's great. Uh, <laughs> I am playing Kendall Fairchild, uh, a changeling, uh, or not changeling, I'm not a changeling, why did I say changeling? <laughs> Probably because I've been playing, I played changeling earlier uh, this week. Uh, uh, Aladrin Warlock. This is this With is the secret. Can Jeremy, you keeping you've cheated on me. Somebody else is running changeling. Yeah, me. Excellent. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> this is the secret that Kendall's been keeping all along. Kendall's actually a changeling. That wouldn't be a secret, considering where she comes from. <laughs> like her dad is an archfey. Yeah, but she's been posing as an Aladrin. That would be a poorly kept secret. She's been lying to us. Uh, but, uh, as always, Black Lives Matter, uh, trans rights are human rights, eat the rich, happy pride, uh, defend drag, uh, yep. uh, any, any number of other things that we need to add to the list. Uh, but 
Oh, also, the stream is powered by Sirenscape, as I remember that, and pull up Sirenscape so that I can actually get the music going at some point. I was going to say, is it, though? Is it really? <laughs> Theoretically, it is supposedly powered by Sirenscape. Allegedly. Does that one make the list? Uh, who knows? Does what make the list? ACAB. Oh. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Uh... At times it has, at times it does not, depending on who's at the table. Yeah. I guess some people are less comfortable with it than others, for valid reasons. Indeed. And it all depends on what you remember to list. Yeah, that, that as well. Uh, but, uh, when last we left off, uh, the group had... Uh, journeyed into the ship uh, uh the ships that had been uh drifting into the vicinity of Gilgamesh station uh finding them to be significantly empty and making their way to the bridge to try and see if they could gather any information uh surprise managed to pick up a selection of documents uh from from the uh Presumably the remains of the captain's journal of one of these ships. Um, as well as a warning that was put onto one of the ship's computers, which simply read, Starks in the water, chummed by the dead. Uh, several of the party members had a visceral reaction to the possibility of there being Starks. Uh-huh. Uh, at the same yeah. time as the ship came under, as the, at the same time as the, the Gulnaj Volkir, the ship that the, that the party uses, came under attack by a selection of Zarhemian aggressors. Uh, retreating back to the ship, they found the discorporated armor of uh, bees and coming to several conclusions about the potential state that bees was in, uh, proceeded to repair the armor in preparations for a potential ethereal recorporation. Uh, after 24 hours, the ethereal being that had inhabited the armor did indeed recorporate into it this time without the presence, uh, without the muddling of an entire hive of nocturnal torch bees interfering with its being, uh, causing a new individual. Not quite the Zarathrax who had originally been in the armor and not quite the bees who had been there in the intervening time, but rather something new and combining traits and memories of both uh, known now as just us. Uh had emerged into the armor uh, and the group had sort of begun to process that change uh, and been largely still coming to grips with that when we left off. So we return about there as the group has sort of scattered a little bit um, but is largely... Uh, had a day of rest since leaving the ships the first time and is acclimating as, as Just Us has uh, gotten into their armor and sort of begun to feel their way out and return to their physical capacity. So we pick up uh, the last thing we left off with was the the realization that the just a little bit of the sentience that was bees still sort of exists within the 
conglomeration that is just us when a couple of the bees said hi to Mistle, uh as an extension of just us now rather than its own individual being uh but we pick up with till uh as the captain of the now uh of the dust knights uh is presumably making preparations for the return to the ships in the aftermath of repulsing the demon attack that had assaulted the uh the Gulnaj Volkir and finding that the the Hellblade is still secure within its within its uh mooring that Jasira had created. Yep. Uh Till would have made sure that Justice knew that, you know, they could either take over whatever space bees had previously uh, claimed as their own or set up in an actual vacant cabin if they'd like. Um, we do and not then... space. The observation deck will be fine. Very well. Um, do you feel comfortable uh, accompanying us on a mission to take on a stark swarmed derelict. Hmm. Yes. I think you all will benefit from my presence, just as I would not wish to be left behind. We would not wish to be left behind. Reasonable, but I suppose. As the leader of the Dust Knights, is it not in your best interest to evaluate our capabilities currently? I would like a uh, reasonable evaluation of your capabilities, yes. Uh, do you feel comfortable doing that in the field, or would you rather step down to, say, the cargo bay and just do a quick demonstration on what we're working with here? We find that training without an approximation of actual danger is the closest that ethereals can come to what you more corporeal individuals refer to as masturbation. <laughs> not hold that same view so i'm trying with that cultural context in mind was that a yes or a no <laughs> we are prepared to depart for the ghost ships whenever you are all right then sounds good well uh in terms of that, then, I'm going to go check on Coltarn and the mechs and that sort of thing. I'm uh, literally standing right next to you. Oh, you... Oh, I, I knew that yet. some... Well, like, because I think, uh... Coltarn, Kendall, and, Kendall and Mistel had both left, right? Kendall, Mistel, and Surprise. Right. Everyone except surprise, for us right. had left. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, right, you are still here. Um, and I'm trying to exit an awkward conversation. You're supposed to back me up, buddy. I, <laughs> Coltarn? Why don't you go check on Mistel? I'll go check on Surprised, and then whichever one of us is done first can check on Kendall. We're gonna need a bigger mech. <laughs> <laughs> we can check on Kendall. You know, okay. <laughs> I feel like that's a bad idea. At least at the moment. You are... Well. But at least, you know, at, in this case, that interaction wouldn't be masturbatory. It wouldn't, but uh, just to just to lay things out a little bit for uh, potential understanding. Effectively, 
the person that we knew as bees is gone. Not fully, but functionally. Uh, and a new, different personality has asserted itself in his place. So, interacting with the new and different personality from the perspective of a comrade while not yet having acclimated to this new personality's presence could be volatile. Perfectly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Proceed. I was just going to say volatile, yes, but of the people here who are usually most comfortable meeting new people and just rolling with it, Miss Fairchild would be towards the top of that list. Absolutely. If it wasn't so, someone walking around in the skin of the person that she knew previously. From a more literal perspective, most of what you refer to as skin has been burned away during our resurgence in preparation for such. But we yes. take your point. Yes. All you'll, right. you'll find that us uh, corporeal individuals tend to be a bit more uh, illogical about that particular aspect. We um, have gained quite a bit of insight into the value of corporeal essence during our time as bees. Again, our suggestion was simply for expediency's sake. If it would complicate rather than simplify, we would uh, instead simply await the ready signal aboard the observation deck. Uh, and uh, to be quite honest, it might not complicate things with Kindle, but it's a it's a approaching the subject tactfully and respectfully won't hurt. Indeed. Right. Well, regardless, uh, I'm going to go find Mistel since you mentioned that the yes. Coltar, and that seems like an excellent suggestion. Uh, I will and... go find. I'll do a I'll I'll do a public broadcast when we're ready to reassemble and head back out. Hmm. I love the one the one good thing about space missions is that it doesn't really matter whether it's day or nighttime. Hmm. They are walking off <laughs> unless you are stopping them. Not right. really. Well, no, nope. you're saying something, Jeremy. I love that Coltern of all people has read this situation ridiculously better than Till, <laughs> like true. unbelievably better. That's because Coltarn is not Coltarn is not charismatic, but he is able to see patterns <laughs> <laughs> and recognize them. I don't know why I made a wisdom save. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I will go ha having having diffused that bomb. Uh, <laughs> I will go try to find Surprise. Oh, when you find Surprise, they are walking purposefully, uh, face in a messy pile of papers that are actively being shuffled through. Um, and they just sort of right into you. Not, not that it feels like much. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Did you find anything interesting? Uh, they look you over and say, I need to find Till. Calm. Um, Till, if you could please come to location. 
Diverting. Hmm. Until who was halfway down to try and go find Mistel just pulls a quick Yui. <laughs> 30 seconds later, too. Right, yeah. Walks, walks over oh. to here. Uh, I'm frantically shuffling the papers again now that I know Till will be here soon. What do we have? Uh, I just pulled up the messiest sheaf of papers in front of you and say, uh, they had them on purpose? I'm going to, can I make an insight check? <laughs> yeah. They were transporting. 14. They were transporting stocks into yeah. It's just sort of like you, right. you, you immediately you okay. immediately jump. You remember the last thing? The last thing that Surprise was talking about was the was the notation mm -hmm. in the journal, and you realize ah, they were transporting stocks. So they were shipping them somewhere. I have not yet found where they were coming from or where they were going to. All right, but I didn't pick up. All of the papers, so it might not be here, but they did have them on purpose. And sounds like a little bit of a Morak Park situation. <laughs> a what? Are you not familiar with Morak Park? It's no. it, it's a it's a, a hologram vid about some of the indigenous species that was once extinct on the planet of Morak, and then scientists bring anyway. Don't experiment with dangerous animals unless you have a very good reason and lots of safety protocols in place because they will inevitably get out and murder you. Yeah, I, they got out and murdered them. I was I was raised on a dwarven forge satellite. Mostly what I viewed as far as entertainment was instructional videos. Is it We're going to have to change that. Mm -hmm. Mostly about terraforming on a very small scale. <laughs> Sorry, uh, surprise, you were saying uh i just felt like this was kind of an important thing to know going back in um yep. i'm still looking for anything about quantities or uh destinations or would you uh, like some, starting would you like... points i there's a motive here somewhere um and i don't know what it is why who want did somebody want them or did somebody want them to go somewhere and it's upsetting would you like excellent instincts mm -hmm. in going through the paperwork absolutely i'm just right. gonna split the pile in half right. and hand you half of it we'll we'll stay here and go through the papers while you check on mistle all right sounds good thank you surprise excellent that's wildly helpful well i done. am excellent and wildly helpful thank you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> We're just rolling with this for today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and head off to find Mistel while uh, they do research. And, and, and after Till leaves, while thumbing through papers, Coltarn will just offer uh, uh, unprompted. Um, the new consciousness that is currently incarnated into Bees' armor, um, I feel is probably still putting together the concept of social niceties. So I'll, what they said to several people was not friendly or good. I don't think it was either specifically accurate. Just to put that out there. Surprise considers that and doesn't respond to it. Uh, it. It's clear that the words have gone in 
and then the decision is made to continue busying themselves with the papers instead of providing an output immediately. And that is a thing that Coltarn can also work with. So I will investigate these papers as well, Johnny. So both of you roll me investigation or one of you roll with advantage while the camera moves over to where Till is walking into uh, the location uh, that Mistel is currently at. Do you want to give me advantage, Chuck? Uh, sure. Yeah. So where does Till find Mistel? Hmm. Mistel is on the observation deck. All right. Again, she is kind of scrunched up into a little ball. Like, it's mm -hmm. hard to see her at first. She's kind of just tucked away in an area. And she has some bees on her shoulders. It takes Till a minute to find you. <laughs> on the walks observation walks deck. Walks into the observation deck, looks around. Some of the bees are here. Uh, <laughs> Follow those. This is going to be weird, but wouldn't um, wouldn't we have basically just been walking together, Till and Just Us, if Just Us was headed to the observation deck? It Probably sounds to me like Justice would have arrived first. Yeah, yeah, because Till mm -hmm. veered off. Yeah, because I, I got I got diverted. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and also you had to search. You didn't know to go to the observation deck. Uh -huh. That's true too. Yeah, so mm -hmm. Just Us probably got Justice is probably there, uh, like a minute or two before. Till actually is there. Um, as they walk in, some of the bees sort of come over and swarm around them and then go back to the, the hive in the wall. The ones over with Mistle stay with Mistle. Would Mistle stay in the room? They just kind of walk in dead center in front of the window and then just stand there perfectly straight like a display suit of armor. She doesn't even notice. Okay. She's very much zoned out. Okay. And then, yeah, a minute or two later, Till walks in. And, yeah, look around. Just us is there. I'll go over and then just be like, Mistel, can we take a quick walk? Or do you need to camp out here for a bit? She will. She'll look up at Till, look over at Just Us, and then just fly and land on uh, Till's head. And uh, he'll just turn around and head out the room, um, knowing that Coltarn is going to be uh, focused on research. He'll sort of just wander back up to the bridge, I think. We can leave if that would make it less awkward. Till has a walking speed of 35. I think he is out of the room before Just Us even really gets a chance to say that. Okay. I, I mean, yep. mm -hmm. I think they would have said it during the conversation, but I, I'm... Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're just going... If otherwise, out, otherwise, he'll just give you a little, like, no, no, it's fine, sort of okay. wave. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and he'll wait till he's a little way down the uh, the corridor before asking, are you doing all right? How... Of course not, but... No. Do you need no. someone to talk uh, to? I guess. I don't know. I'm right here. I don't know how to feel about this. That's very reasonable. This is a weird situation. There's a level of loss involved. Things are changing, and sapient beings honestly 
on the small scale don't do well with change most of the time. It's okay to not be feeling good. I miss bees. I'm sure you do. And even though they're in there somewhere, it is different. There's more involved. And you had, at least from what I could see, a comfortable relationship with them, which is now altered. I would miss them too, if I were you. I mean, it feels like my best friend just died. Yeah. There will be a, like a little hand that a hand that comes up and like does a little pat. Yeah, no, just, it, it does feel like that. I just don't know. I I don't know how to feel about this, and I can't help but partially blame myself because Why? I can, was the one that got through to bees and convinced them to stay on the ship. No, I get that. And people are going to... I thought I was and helping. You were? There is no way you could have predicted this would happen. And you have always, even in the short time we've known each other, I have always seen you motivated by a desire to do what is best and safest and most helpful for the people that you care about. And you cared for bees very deeply. When bad things happen that are predictable, we're allowed to blame ourselves for that. When bad things happen that we had absolutely no way of foreseeing, there is a level of chaos to the universe and it's not good or bad, it just is. And whether you trust them or not, Justa says that bees isn't really gone. But I understand your impulse to blame yourself and if you need to do that, we're here to help however we can. Thank you. I would say you shouldn't necessarily feel like you have to blame yourself, but sometimes a level of assumption of responsibility gives something a little more purpose or concreteness, even if it's unpleasant or bad. And I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong for feeling whatever way you feel like you need to feel, if that makes sense. It does. I take it we need to return to the ship and finish our mission. Till's shoulders kind of roll back a little bit and he sort of, his steps get more measured. Um, and then there's a very slow nod. Yes. Yes, we will. When are we doing that? 
honestly, I would say sooner rather than later. It's not going to get any safer the longer we wait. And you can see Till's hand is actively resting on the grip of his gun. And there's an exponentially higher level of tension in his shoulders at this point. Mm. He'll have to be prepared. She will pat him on the head. It's going to be okay. Never faced Starks before, have you? Mm. No. But I'd also never faced a false hydra before, and we made it through that. Hmm. Well, I can't say that I know specifically what the average success rate against false hydras is, but I would say that that of Stark encounters is somewhat lower. Hmm. From experience. Hmm. I think we'll be okay. All right. There's, I'm not going to try and quash your optimism. We'll just have to get as ready as we can. Is there anything more you need to talk about right now? I think before we go, I, I want to talk to just us. Is that what they're being called? Mm-hmm. Yes. It seems to be the Assigned appellation for this one. Take your time. Don't push yourself more than you need to. And remember, it's harder to help other people when we haven't taken care of ourselves first. All right? Thank you. She will, okay. like, hug his head. <laughs> There'll be another hand pat. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to go check in with Miss Fairchild then. Good luck with that. Never hurts to have a little bit of luck. And that's where Till's going to head off to. And Mr. will fly back to the observation deck. Okay. Uh, got a 26 on that investigation roll, by the way. Hell yeah. So with that with that investigation, as you, as you pour through, you find a few details that were missed the first, the first time around. Um, a, yes, they did seem to be physically transporting Starks, at least in the ship that you were on. Uh, this is obviously only the captain of this ship's journals, uh, so uncertain what the other th what the other two were doing. Um, but this ship appears to have been originally, most recently contracted to bring Starks from the world of Bulwark uh, over to uh, uh, over to Tintaris uh, for study say... and uh, and information. Did you say Bulwark? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tintaris is uh, what? What? What's the general population of Tintaris? Uh, Tintaris is the gnomish homeworld. Mm. So just volunteering. Uh, so it's also the recipients wanted the stars. Yeah, yeah. It's also a hell of a way out of the way of your station. <laughs> we are yeah. super on the other side of the galaxy from there. Yeah. <laughs> Gnomes contracted. Uh... This ship to bring the stocks from Bulwark to Tintaris. 
which is a relatively short journey that should not have ended with them being this far out into the galaxy. Um, is there anything about how that might have happened or them noticing they're off track or anything? Most recent, most recent entry appears to be them grumbling about transporting Starks. It doesn't seem to be that, like, they really, uh, like, it seems like the journal ends before all the bad shit happens. Yeah, I don't expect that they had much time to journal since they got here, seeing as they're all dead now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Is there such a thing as like a freak uh, void warp hole, wormhole or anything like that? Where it's like you can go off course and accidentally get sucked to the other side of the galaxy? I mean, theoretically, it's very rare and usually is a result of a navigation mishap. But I mean, the warp is the essence of nothingness. It is hard to predict the warp. The void is the essence of nothingness. It's hard, hard to predict. So I'm going to... And Starks are creatures of the void. No, they're just space-capable sharks. They're theoretically natural, as far as most people know. They're space-capable, highly aggressive, very stealthy, camouflaging sharks. Okay, I misremembered some void element to them. Um, there was void energy on the ships, right? Necromantic energy. Necromantic, okay, my bad. Mm. Well, and I think there's uh, there's also a difference between capital V void, like void energy, versus the slang term void, which just means space. <laughs> Generally, yeah. Lowercase v. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to have Tolbar start running a research uh, algorithm on Starks. While, I, while we're going through this. Yep. And that'll run Can I check the dates? Uh... Yeah, uh, so the most recent, uh, most people run it on Goblin Standard Time. Um, so the, the the galactic date system is roughly standardized by um, by the Goblin Trade uh, Empire and its and its efforts to standardize things across all of the galaxy, so that it's easier to like things make have sense. trade and infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've made active efforts to like get everybody working on a galactic standard so that things can happen <laughs> across the galaxy. Uh, and so based on the, the Goblin standard dates, um, the most, the, the most recent journal, the last one in the, in the entries that you have uh, was from about a month ago. Okay. Is there any indication of how long they've been traveling with the Starks at that point, or when they were supposed to arrive at their destination with the Starks. Uh, it looks like they've been moving at a fairly leisurely pace, and they've been moving for about four days, uh, and they were expecting to get there within the next day or two. Odd to be traveling so leisurely with a cargo that frightens you that much. Well, most likely, they didn't have a spellcaster on board. Uh, the Stardust engines can only do so many warp jumps on a daily basis, and if you don't have someone that can supercharge your engine, you're going to be going at a leisurely pace. Odd to choose to crew yourself such that you travel slow when... Uh, God. 
high. The other other thing that's odd is that you're fairly certain that's a capital class ship that you're looking at, and they would probably have a Stardust engine that can make that leap in one go. I'd have to look at the engine. So it's just odd all the way through. Yeah. Um... Is there any explanation in these papers as to why they were going so slow, like, or anything that Tolbar might be finding as far as like there doesn't like it, uh, there's you know, not like get a, startled if you go too fast. There's there's not like a we've been moving slower than normal because this X Y reason. It's just like day X of journey, yeah. complaining about it's not Starks the sort kind of thing, thing that would have been written down because it's yeah. the sort of thing that would have been assumed right. as yeah. part of knowledge of what the journey was. Yeah. Yeah, is there? It, would Tolbar be able to find anything like you know, uh, a, a, a reason on the Stark end for why you would be going slow? Um, Starks themselves. I mean, Starks are adaptive. Um, they tend to adjust to whatever energies they find themselves in over time, uh, both generationally and within a single lifetime. Uh, um. And it that might be part of why they're being brought to Tintaris for study. Um, but uh, the uh, the presence of them... Uh, most people get spooked and would want to, you know, be as cautious as they possibly can uh, regarding uh, transiting with them in your hold. Um, and it's likely possible that Aside from some kind of interference or foul play, they may have just wanted to take shorter jumps to avoid the risk of the Starks getting a taste of the void and shifting through their cages for one reason or another or something like that. Yeah. Because it is known, for instance, that void touch sorcerers, people who have come in contact with the void and develop magical abilities with it, often have, you know... Abilities that involve becoming less than matter and walking through solid objects, for instance. So the idea of a Stark that suddenly got that ability and just phased through their cage and then became a wall-phasing stealth shark was probably terrifying. Yep. And so they might have been going, let's spend as little time in Ganunga Gap as we can. We're making brief jumps. Mm. So yeah, uh, after going through all that information, he'll, well, from what I can find, they adapt to environmental energies quickly, so it's possible that in an effort to prevent them from adapting to Ganunga Gap and attaining powers of the void or uh, functionality that would adapt them to the void. They were taking short or no warp tr- uh, uh, jumps through Ganunga Gap as few as possible and as quickly as possible in order to prevent that sort of an eventuality. Perhaps um, is what happened, any- perhaps even that small amount of exposure was enough though, and they caused the ship to go off course while they were in the middle of a jump. Which would explain why they're so far out. Um, is there anything in the paperwork about 
the like uh, what I'm looking for is not just like a list of names, but also what does anybody in the crew have any necromantic capabilities? Do we have like wizards that might have that? Is there any information? Um, there is almost no uh, information on a on any kind of spellcaster on board. Um, there's a couple of commentaries about like different members of the crew and they're being spooked by the Starks as well. Um, but there is no mention of a spellcaster of any kind. There isn't, well, except for there is a priest on board. Although priest means a number of different things. It could be a full-on cleric. It could just be a holy person. Mm-hmm. Um, though it is known this was a human ship and uh, the radiant one, the the um the like singular deity of of the of the human nations, yeah. is known to have a distaste for necromancy in general, and the human culture as a whole is not super fond of necromancy. Uh, so it's unlikely on a human ship that their ship spellcaster would be a necromancer. All right. Well, I think we know enough at least to know what we're looking for when we get back to the ships. Now I need to rig up a way to be able to provide my ability to see the invisible to the entire group while we're moving. So I don't have to focus on acting as a target painter. Is there a way for me to help? If you'd like. He begins fit. He begins, he's just like he begins walking towards uh, uh, engineering to start working on uh, a technological solution. Uh, surprise will come along. And I'm going to look so. through dark matter while we move to someone else. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, Till, you go to find um, Kendall. It's Fairchild. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to figure out where she would have gone. <laughs> he would have, for what it's worth, he would have checked her quarters first and then paused. And then, do we have like a lounge or rec room or on board wet bar or anything? There's uh, yeah, there's probably some kind of recreational area. Uh, right. That would have been his second spot. Combination mm-hmm. entertainment and, and bar kind of thing. Right, yeah. Wherever we store the alcohol would be in his second uh his second objective. <laughs> I mean, why go to the why go to the lounge when you why go and stay at the lounge when you can just go to the lounge, get something, and then go to your room? That's fair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely room. Okay. So yeah. Boop, boop. Miss Fairchild. Mm-hmm. And the door is locked, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a a couple moments. And yeah, what's up? Uh wanted to check in. I'm here. I didn't go anywhere. Alright. I'm fine. I believe you. Are you specifically wishing to be left alone during this period uh yeah uh... feel free to not necessarily give a definitive answer right away i can make myself available on the bridge if you change your mind or whatever there's a brief pause there and then the door opens 
No, it's fine. I'll where you're going to the bridge. I'll go with you. Okay. And he'll just start walking that way and yep. see if she follows or just shuts the door and locks it again. No, no, she is, <laughs> she is following along. Okay. Um, uh, remarkably close. Okay. So how are we doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Can I make an insight check? <laughs> uh-huh. 22. How's she doing? <laughs> um, I would say as close as she is, it definitely seems like a staying close to the bodyguard situation. Right. Mm -hmm. This is not an I am in need of like personal proximity no. this is a i'm feeling imperiled more yes okay. very much so uh he'll just say well that's good um and then we'll get to the bridge yep and he will seal the bridge behind them okay he looks around for a moment and then looks you want to take so... a seat uh sure sure where i don't even know that i've there's a few the bridge before <laughs> I don't know if Kendall's been on the bridge. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's probably like yeah, three or four yeah. places oh, yeah, to for see. Sure. You know, for sure. Right? But <clears throat> you seem stressed, Miss Fairchild. No, I'm I'm fine. You're hiding it extremely good. well. I will give you that. But you are stressed right now. Are you stressed about the situation that just happened with our crewmate? Or are you stressed about the threat out by the ships is yes an okay answer absolutely yeah people are allowed to be stressed by more than one thing at a time let me tell you uh-huh so aside from alcohol and other recreational activities are you a work it through yourself sort of stress person or a talk about it to somebody else stress person hmm. I mean no I'm I'm good she is r r notably remarkably sober right now okay hmm. um I'll be fine um I'm just I'm I'm just gonna hang with you for a while for now all right. Um, okay. In my capacity as your bodyguard, then. Uh huh. What threats are you specifically worried about that I can be watching out more stringently for? Obviously, uh... we have, and just sort of gestures with a very sort of tense kind of like, mm -hmm. it, you know how people like they could act, you know, they they tense their hand while gesturing towards the right. ships. Uh, towards the three derelicts, you know, and then seems a little more calm when he sort of does the other hand gesture in probably the vague general direction of the observation deck. I mean, come on, Till, let's be honest. If those things get in here, I don't know that you're going to be able to protect me all that much. No, it would be much more picking you up and flying you fast right. away right. in a direction. 
which probably wouldn't work, but it's fine. We would give it our best effort. Yeah, sure. Um, All right. What are we worried about? I mean, he uh, did literally threaten me. I don't know if you noticed that. The player does not remember that specifically. <laughs> Refresh my memory. I believe the wording was... Oh, was this in reference to the, I remember yes. our previous confrontations, yes, yes. and if that happens again, I'm probably going to just go ham or whatever? Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that was not the wording, but yes. Right, but effectively, yes. Uh, that was... It's hard for me to emotionally about... For instance, there have been a number of times when I've heard you express what might people might consider threatening and or violent sentiments that have not raised an undue level of concern because they were meant in a more expressive or pejorative fashion. Right, right. And yes, you are correct. I don't know just us well enough to know if they do things in a pejorative fashion or have the capability for pejorative fashions yet. Tell sometimes I forget that you're new to this whole body brain thing. Look, I'm very good at putting holes in things that are within about 120 yeah, feet of me. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of the bodyguarding thing, yes, I'm trying to just assume that any potential threat is more likely a real threat. That way, mm -hmm. I don't shift that radar the wrong direction when right. I should have. Right. So, yes. It's no. a tone thing. So, like. If I get if I get really pit and my voice goes high and you exactly. know, all the stuff that I do, and I say something over the top, that's one thing. Right. When somebody in a perfectly calm, even flat tone issues S a direct says it, threat, says it with the intonation of ordering a sandwich. Right. <laughs> that you take seriously. For future reference. Oh, very much so. Absolutely. No, the, the like, statement did not pass me by, if that was your every, concern. Everything else is like, oh, look, someone died and became something new. Welcome to my whole planet. Like, transformation isn't, isn't, isn't abnormal. Right. Just at that point, I have to realize... You don't know that person anymore, and you have to figure out who they are now. We're, and we're when the starting first person, <laughs> when the first thing that they say is a certain thing, you take that as the thesis statement. Yes, that's the lead. Yes. No, I hear you. So, yeah. All right. Do I'm good. I'm want... fine. I am going to, given that they're going by just us now, by the way. Okay. Which I don't know if that's meant to be a pun or a name or both. Again, right. starting starting over new. Uh, they do, they, they, they've expressed a wish to come along when we go back to the derelicts. I don't see particularly other than these current concerns. You, of right. course, if you would prefer, 
can absolutely stay behind if you don't feel comfortable with them in the field. Or I can say, we don't feel comfortable with you in the field and have them stay behind. Either no, way. no, 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 this is fine. That's that. This is all fine. All right. I just wanted to get you your don't temp- given so you- that Given your expressed perspective, I wanted to give you a way in on this one, definitely. You don't respond to threats by staying away. You don't respond by threats by this showing that you're worried. No, that's fair. You respond to threats by keeping an eye out, and at the first sign of anything that's potentially harming to you, throwing them out the airlock. Maybe we should vote you the leader. I'm not part of the group, Till. No, no, but I mean, maybe we should, maybe we should. There's ways around that. (laughs) Don't, I don't think the person whose response to threats is do nothing until the threat becomes real and then throw them out the airlock. No, until the threat is about to become real. (laughs) No, there was definitely a... The first sign of harm. (laughs) He's got a knife. He was cutting a sandwich. (laughs) It's fine. Everything's good. I'm just keeping close to you for now until I realize. Until I've got a better feel for the situation. And if something comes up, I'll definitely deal with it. All right. I have learned that, some things. That seems, in that the seems reasonable and acceptable. Yes, absolutely. All right. Cool. Wait, what was that last? Nothing. Insight check. Oh, much worse. Mm. Much yes. worse. <laughs> <laughs> so what you said was... um. Oh, I know what she said. (laughs) Which aspects of your family are you? A very powerful family that knows how to deal with certain things. And by oh, I'm sorry. Did you not know that I knew that? Did you not know that I figured this out at some point? I have a particular status quo under which I have been. Oh, yeah. No, I have I seen the uh, security in operating under, and alterations to that that happen without my knowledge are none of my business. You're learning. Thank you. All right. If you figure that shit out. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, all right, if you're okay with it, I don't see a reason why hopefully anybody else won't be. Um, And as soon as everybody gets a bit of a rest, I suppose we'll head back out. Totes. Prepare to face the Starks. Uh, Johnny, can I build that? Yes. Can you build what? I sent you a whisper. So we'll jump on the, the comm. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to take a bit of a break for rest, recoup, and <laughs> relax. Uh, 
If anybody has any questions about the ongoing mission or the new information that's come to light about the threats we're facing, I'll be on the bridge. You can come talk to me, ask any questions that you have, and I will answer whatever I'm capable of. Uh, other than that, I'll call out an announcement when we're going to assemble to redeploy. Um, Enjoy your at break. At some point, mm. I'm going to make sure that uh, we've updated Till with everything we found in blogs. Cool. He will be very appreciative of that. After Till makes the shipwide comms call, I'm just going to flick the communicator on from the engineering bay to the bridge. Till. Full time. I would suggest I'm in the process of working on a... Uh, probably could, but it would probably take time. How much like, time? A lot. Because you're not one a gadgeteer. It's, it's one of the gadgets that a gadgeteer can just make. Yeah, um, but you're but you're not, not specifically a gadgeteer. Like you can you can no, I am try and make that. I am a gadgeteer. You're not a ninth level gadgeteer. <laughs> yeah, a ninth level gadgeteer is which that's oh. why I was asking. <laughs> ninth level gadgeteers are the ones that can make it. Um that's why I was asking if if I could make it not instantly, but like given time and resources. Or find one. <laughs> you, you could you could probably find one, yes. Okay. Um working maybe on not, a... maybe not here on station, but yeah. It is possible to find one. I've been working on a solution for the stocks, and unfortunately, anything that I have uh, potentially that would work will only work for me. Uh, well, I mean, it might work for at least one other person, uh, and only for an hour. A more permanent solution, unfortunately, is outside of my capabilities to construct with the resources on hand, and I don't know that we're going to be able to purchase one unless you happen to know where we could find a motion tracker. Hmm. Otherwise, do I, I have any idea where I could get a motion tracker? Painting targets <laughs> as a shipwright slash inhabitant of Gilgamesh. Uh, roll me a history check. Okay, I'm not good at these. I got a 19 on the die though, so apparently I know a few things. Maybe. Uh, you might be able to find something along those lines in like some of the goblin markets uh like oh. closer to the like engineering section where most of the like trade empire keeps most of their business operations uh, okay and All this right. this this station is run primarily by the trade empire but they have a yep. specific section of the ship where they do business with people for like more traditional shopping mm -hmm. so we can might be able to find something there maybe for a price right we could check with the goblin market uh we've don't have an enormous amount of funds but we could see if they have something they're willing to part with if they even have one otherwise uh i've already prepared the uh few instances of target painting grenades that i can construct because artificers also get access to fairy fire hey um, there you go uh, but they're not going, those won't last very long, and there's a chance they won't work. I All assume right. stocks are particularly agile. Does that match with my experiences? <laughs> uh, yeah, they tend to be relatively right. quick. Mm -hmm. Although, like, agile? Yeah, they're more like a, they're more like a torpedo with teeth. They're right. not really mm -hmm. like they're not necessarily super maneuverable. They just hit you real hard with sharp things. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, um, 
They're more strong than they are dexterous. We'll say. Right. Uh, uh, well, if you want to hit the markets, uh, we've got a bit of time for that. I don't. I'm. I haven't really. I'm not going to need to take much rest time myself, uh, and we can confer with Miss Fairchild's prize and just us to see if they have any capabilities to help with things that would be otherwise stealthy or invisible. And uh, two, we'll just send out a little data blip uh, to those three specifically saying, more or less, do you have anything that helps us see things that are hard to see or help with cloaking and invisibility magic slash tech. Mm. Yeah. I've got four I've got four first level spell slots, two second level spell slots, and uh -huh. I have seen invisibility and fairy fire prepared. Uh but obviously that's not a lot of casting. Right. Mm. Uh so yeah, and then but if Coltarn doesn't have anything else he needs to do right now, yeah, we'll we'll hit the gob goblins and uh see if there's a uh, motion tracker on offer. Yeah. Or oh. anything that sees invisibility. Just us has fairy fire for days, um, and uh, also has some close range stuff like uh, spirit guardians, uh, things like that. That can, uh, while not revealing them, can provide us some form of protection if everybody groups up. Uh, you will get this information back in a surprisingly, at least surprising for the fact that it's coming from what used to be bees, uh, basically like combat brief. Okay. Hmm. Just kind of file that one away. Boop. Hmm. And uh, but yeah, no. Uh, till and till walk, walk down with a uh, coltarn. Hmm. Oh, shopping. Yep. Hmm. Uh, and also at some point along the way. By the way, thank you for your advice uh, regarding Miss Fairchild. Uh, I spoke with her, and yes, having having just us uh, go interface directly like you had anticipated, would have probably been fairly disastrous. Hmm? Hmm? I mean, he did possibly threaten her, so. I was thinking about a few other things at the time, but well, yes, no, level. that was, uh, <laughs> that was, that was the, uh, the upshot mm -hmm. to an extent. I'm still not quite certain if it was a joke or not, but. I think we'll figure that out with time. I may have to introduce just us two uh, the combat capacities of the Zervan, just in case. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So the pair of you make your way down uh, uh, to uh, the Coltarn. Coltarn has a negative one deception. You don't even need to roll to to, to understand. That Fair enough. <laughs> Basically, what he's saying there is that. If someone tries to start shit amongst the crew, he has a big mech that punches hard that will hopefully right. discourage that shit from continuing. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, Till is kind of surprised he hasn't had to use stunning shot on a member of the party yet. So <laughs> give it time. I'm sure. Any crowd control capabilities that a D&D &D character possesses will ultimately be used against a member of the party at some point. <laughs> that's the that's the Jeremy variable. Right. Mm -hmm. Specifically it, hold person. It's it's called Chekhov's hold person. Yes. If you have not if it's the first time you use hold person in a game is not against a party member, you're doing it wrong or you don't have Jeremy in your party. 
Anyway. But, uh, yeah, the two of you head down to the market. And uh, as you as you enter, it's called a goblin market because it's run by the Goblin Trade Empire, but it's not just goblins that have shops here. There are humans, sure. there are orcs, there are dwarves. Uh, the majority of the shops are goblin run, um, but it, anyone can be affiliated with the Goblin Trade Empire. It's just a matter of having a business they want to support. It's like uh, going to the Amish market, except very much not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except the exact opposite, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's like like being being affiliated with the Goblin Trade Empire is just a matter of having a business they want to support. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the... Uh, there are some non-goblin there's a large handful of non-goblin businesses but the majority of them are goblin um and uh as you as as you look around uh someone just roll me a percentile it was oh. your idea coltarn do it all right 40 you better hurry up or i will <laughs> Uh, so as you as you look around, um, you do find that a as you look around, one of the one of the goblin shops does sell um, technological and magical devices on the level of a motion tracker. And as you as you look around inside the shop and sort of ask around the goblin, who is this sort of short figure with this full like lower face encasing rebreather mask with like these massive tubes that sort of hooks over their ears. And and pulls back down to like a, a, a like an apparatus in their chest, and that sort of like stretches around and sort of like very very bane like uh, mask, but the sort of like operating like heavy uh, spacesuit, um, uh, sort of uh, like look like looks over. If you're looking for something that will track a. Stealthily camouflaged individual. I might have a thing for you, but it's going to cost pretty penny. Well, I can't speak as to the attractiveness of our credits, but uh, what sort of price point are we looking at? Mm. And also, what sort of device do you have? Let me just check Xanathar's real quick because it had the general price ranges for magic items. Have we all come along, by the way? No, and... this is just Coltarn and, and Till. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Also, while we're here, Coltarn is instinctively just looking around to see if anybody's selling construct crafts. I mean, probably. Fuck. Uh, roll a die. There we go. I have someone on the ship that can help me install them. I just need to be able to find and buy them. <laughs> You're looking at a price point of about 1,500 gold credits. And what sort of item is this? Hmm. He sort of holds up a small handheld device and sort of flips it over and turns it on. And you can see uh, it, it appears to be like uh, a small green flat screen. Uh, and it sort of has like a like a proximity indicator on it on like on the display, uh, and he uh, just sort of grabs uh, like a small like steel ball bearing and just hurls it across the room, and you see like a blip appear on the proximity reader that just sort of moves across the room and 
can I, or may I take a look at it? Certainly. Go ahead. Can I inspect it to see if it's A, genuinely a motion detector, and B, how much it's actually worth? <laughs> it's a motion It's a motion tracker. Um, seems like a fair enough price for it. It's the equivalent of a low-tier, high-uncommon, low-rare magic item, roughly, yeah. so... Oh, this is exactly what we were looking for, actually. Just a look over at Till, because he thinks he knows that it's outside our price range. He just doesn't know for certain if it's outside our price range. Um, yeah, no, uh, fuck. Um, because I had last I had was that we had thirty three fifty in the party fund. Did that get reduced at some point? From the was that did you, is that accounting for the cost of the Zervan, or is that after the cost of the Zervan? As far as I know, it was after all of the costs put in, but I just want to check my bookkeeping, make sure I'm not... Oh, well, in that case, I guess we do have the money for <laughs> I don't not, want... to, not to be a downer, but I thought we used pretty much everything in the party fund on the Zervan. Yeah, I thought we did too. Yeah, you had, you had indicated okay. that we had used quite a bunch of the of the, the party. Like there okay. was still some left. Not do you lot. remember what the... Do you, yeah, I was going to say, do you remember what I... the residual cost for the, the last cost price for the Zervan was then? Yeah, hang on. Just to make sure I get the numbers right, because, yeah, no, maybe I forgot to update this. Hmm. Look, it's been a couple weeks, guys. Uh, the total cost of the Zervon was... Uh, the last note that I have is that the party fund is at 450 gold. That does that's make it. sense. Yeah, that's where we're okay. at. Okay. And this guy's calling... Uh, 1,500. 1,500. Um... Which I know, I'm pretty certain that some of our party members can just afford that out of pocket, but they're not here right now. Right. Uh, he'll sort of pull Coltar into the side. With what we've got in the party fund and my own resources, I can cover about half of that. Do you know if we've got any, uh, do you have any personal funds? I have on... about 126 gold credits on my person. Oh, he says, right. indicating to all the technological devices that are on his body that he builds. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Till will just come back to the ship then. Uh, Dust Knight's alert. Uh, we have a line on a bit of technology that might increase the safety uh, in the form of a motion tracker if we take it on. They are, we are short about, let me do some quick math. Hang on. Yeah, all of my. We are short about seven hundred and twenty-five credits. If anybody wants to contribute so that we can get this accessed, that's fine. Otherwise, we can give it a pass uh, and maybe grab one later if we ever have need of it at some point in the future. Let me know. Click. Mm. I can cover it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> switches to Mistel's personal com. Can you Venmo me that money? <laughs> <laughs> Back in. Back over the, the 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 general comms while that the private Venmo messaging is going back. <laughs> uh, just us says we are not in possession of any credits, although we are in possession of four diamonds of substantial worth, totaling we would estimate roughly twelve hundred credits worth. Uh, those were given to us by Kendall, uh, and thus we would consider them property of the Dust Knights as a whole. However, we would caution against using them at this point, since they can also be used by us to return 
errant souls to bodies in the event that any of you are laid low in our trials. Um, uh, maybe of interest, uh, surprise off wherever they are is the entire time that just us is talking. It's just Mistle <laughs> <laughs> sends till the money, and she's oh, okay. currently with just us, and we'll say it's it's okay. I covered it. You are generous and kind, Mistel, lost and found. She called me lost and found. Yeah, it's just like a short form form of the title <laughs> that, gave, that, they, that they gave you last time. Yeah, you can. It, this is a, this is a primarily digital currency. You can absolutely send it just a wire. Fantastic. Chase, then yeah, okay. uh, till till we'll buy buy that off the goblin then. Yeah, so you wire that over, and he and you pay the price, um, and you have a motion tracker now. Fantastic! I'll put the text for it in the in the chat. I look longingly at some of the construct graphs that I can't afford right now. <laughs> All right. Can you let me know um, when we are roughly? four hours away from heading out. Uh, well, that's an above table uh, question. Do you guys want to take a long rest or just a short rest before we head out mm-hmm. again? Warlock, I'm good with short. Mistel just wanted enough time to be able to talk to just us and then okay. is good to head out after that. I will. I mean, we technically oh, had a long rest already since we explored, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. We're good to go out whenever. So you can assume it's four hours at any point once we're getting back, probably, I would think. And mm-hmm. after you have conversation with Mistel and the other and after, Right. Have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that done and the equipment gathered, uh, yep. you all head back, presumably, to the ship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Mistel. Yeah, she, um, I assume just us is still on the observation deck. Yeah, not, not moving at all. It's like I said, it's like a display suit of armor, just sort of ramrod straight dead center in front of the observation deck. The obviously visible golden light energy that sort of makes up the actual essence of the ethereal that is occupied. Yeah, seeping out of the joints in the armor and just sort of pouring out of the top. Um, There are bees sort of flitting around uh, the armor, but no longer in and out like they used to. I, I, I can't wait for uh, just us to start a conversation by going, oh, to be so grossly incandescent. (laughs) She will fly over to them, and uh, notably, she's going to hover in front of them. She's not landing on them. Okay. The um, the the four eyes uh, above the head, uh, which are sort of diffuse as you approach, uh, condense a little bit, and you have the sense of focus and attention on you. Hello. Hello. We are sorry that we are more and less 
than the us that you knew. It's not, it's not your fault. And we know that these cares for you very much. And we know that you care for bees. We would not assume that that would mean that you care for us, but you do not know us, at least all of us. I would like to get to know you though. All of you. We would like to know you again. We would like to get to know us as well. When bees was bees, were you always kind of there, like aware of what was going on? No, we we are new. Okay. We are what bees was, and we are what Zarathrax was. Perhaps it would answer your question more accurately to say that bees would sometimes remember Zarathrax. For Zarathrax slept within bees, just as bees and Zarathrax sleep within us, although bees was not able to understand themselves or those memories. I think I'm just a little confused on how all of this works. We would not presume to say that we have any or even most of the answers, but we would be happy to discuss with you. Perhaps the two of us together can discover some truths. So you you have all of these memories? Yes. Okay. And yet you've seemed to make your own assumptions of the people in the group. We have these memories and these impressions within us, but we also have the greater perspective and the opinions and the prejudices carried by Zarathrax. We are trying to sort through both of those perspectives and form our own. So are you just bees and Zarathrax, or is there more in you? Zarathrax had lived many lifetimes without interruption. The interruption of the reformation caused by the we hesitate to use the word but please do not give it the negative sense it has simply accept that we are using it for the most approximate word in the goblin trade tongue but for the contamination of the hive during the reformation process we would also add that that works both ways it 
confused the essence of Zarathrax, but it also contaminated and confused the essence of the beans. And the, for the first time they will move, and a hand comes up gracefully and holds out, and several of the bees will come and sort of land on it, crawl across it, and then fly off again. One of the bees spoke to me. Do they still have consciousness? That contamination, that commingling persists. They are changed from what they were when they were simply a swarm of insects. The memories of Zarathrax no longer persist within them, but they are blessed or cursed with more awareness of the world and the people around them. So do they still have all the memories of bees? We are not sure. We know that bees, and thus, and even us to an extent, have some trouble remembering everything that Zarathrax experienced during their centuries of life. And it's confusing, and we hope there will be clarity with time. We would imagine this experience is confusing for the bees as well. We hope our presence can give them some stability. We are certain that yours does. And they sort of, the, 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 the few bees that are still sort of buzzing around you are limbed in a uh, sort of a glow of radiance um, as just us cast light on them. Uh, it's not the glow that they traditionally had, like from within. They look radiant and glowing, and they start to circle around you in the in the way that you have come to associate with fondness from the bees. Mr. Will smile. And then Mr. Will, you, you've got the, or Just Us has the armor, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, they essentially, they kind of are the armor. It's just cleaned of all the hive now. M- Mistle will land on the armor then and oh. say, I think I'm going to like you. You may not be bees, but I think I'll like you. We already know that we like you, Mistle. We recall that bees was fond of creating a hammock. Yes. Would you like them to do that again? Yes, please. And the armor will turn towards the towards the hive and just sort of slowly raise out uh, arms, almost like almost like reaching for a hug. And a, a huge amount of bees will come and sort of move over them in the sort of like beard of bees style. Um, and as they move and leave, they have uh, reconstructed. It's not the same. Uh, it's a little more geometric in its pattern, but one of those sort of web uh, hammocks on the right shoulder. And she will, she will sit in it. Would you wish to stay and watch the stars? Or would you care to go for a walk about the ship? I would like to watch the stars. As would we. And they will turn back around and resume that sort of stolid rock-steady position in front of the window. 
So with that, the pair of Till and Coltarn return to the ship. Over the comms. All right, we've got what we need, so whenever everyone's prepared. Mr. are you prepared? I'm ready whenever. Let us go. And after releasing the calm, sorry, after releasing the calm, we'll look over at Till. Oh, sorry, I that was probably your job. Give me an insight check, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with my fabulous insight of 16. Till is staring off into the middle distance in and just sort of gives you a little no, that's that's fine. And then just follows, uh, goes up into the sort of launching area of the cargo bay and is just sort of pacing. Hmm. Definitely very much in his own head. Hmm. Something the matter to? I did not anticipate a situation where I'd be facing these again. Yes, it does seem like you had faced them before from your knowledge on the ship. Do you need to talk about it? Are you familiar with the Darkwater Conflict? Am I familiar with the Darkwater Conflict? Roll me history. Twelve. Not at all. Um, no. Again, most of the media that I consumed growing up was instructional. There. I honestly don't think Dwarven rep weaponry fulfilled much of a role in that one. There were a number of entities from Yarnvada. Big situation, at least in the natural order regions of space. And I was on a ship during that time called the Gales of Autumn. Yanvara cruiser slammed two torpedoes into her side. We were coming back from Bulwark to Lachane. We just delivered the siphon spears, the dark water spears. 1,100 crew went into the void. Ships and pods were splintered in 12 minutes. <laughs> Didn't see the first Stark for about a half hour. It's a 13-footer. You know how you know that in the black? It's tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. What we didn't know was that our transit mission was so secret, the Gales of Autumn had no distress beacon. They didn't even list us overdue for a week. Very first planet pass starts come cruising by, so we formed ourselves into tight groups. <laughs> Idea was that Stark comes to the nearest crew member, that one starts waving and shooting, and sometimes Stark, he goes away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. 
And sometimes that Stark looks right at you. Right into your eyes. The thing about a Stark is he's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes, like a doll's eyes. And when he comes at you, he doesn't even seem to be living until he bites you, and then those black eyes roll over white and... Then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming over the con. Void goes red, and despite all your waving and your shooting, those starts come in, and they rip you to pieces. And by the end of that first planet rise, we lost a hundred crew. I don't know how many starts there were. Maybe a thousand. I do know how many crew they averaged six an hour. Fifth rotation, young Fairchild Venturer came around the nighttime side and finally spotted us. Some young pilot, younger than Mistel, anyway, spotted us. And a few hours later, big old fat convoy freighter came over, started picking us up. You know, and that was the time that I was the most frightened, waiting for my turn. So, 1,100 crew went into the void, 316 come out, Starks took the rest. But anyway, we delivered the spears. So how long have you been Quint from Jaws? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, dude! (laughs) I mean, you literally quoted Jaws for half. He doesn't say that, but... Right. (laughs) I will throw the longest, most unnecessary pop culture references into these games. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Sal is so goddamn proud of you. (laughs) I'm glad. Thank you for indulging me. (laughs) Back in character. Right, but yeah, no, that's that's yeah. Till's experience. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I have no idea what I'm supposed to say to that. I think I just needed to get that story off my chest. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> have <laughs> someone's... Right. <laughs> just massive orc robotic hand just right, pats yeah. you on the shoulder. <laughs> right. Shatters three three ribs. It's all good. And the bird bones are very fragile. Well, yeah, they're super hollow. Uh knowing that my second has that knowledge gives me a level of composure going in so that at least somebody knows what we're up against. Would you like to see them coming this time? Very much so. Then I will assign you one of the goggles when I activate our ability to see invisible. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. The crew reconvenes. Presumably. Yep. Uh, I hold up the... One, one Jaws monologue out of the way. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Once we're all together, I hold up the motion tracker. All right, so this... Will can just be running the entire time uh, while someone is holding it. Uh, it will detect movement within 60 feet, even if it's invisible, so long as the movement is not quiet or slow enough for it not to be picked up. Um, 
honestly, I'm thinking. Honestly, I'm thinking. He said he's gesturing towards Xander, that Xander or Kindle, gesturing towards Kindle. Uh, one of the two of you should hold it, just because ranged fighters from the back will have a better ability to respond in a more aggressive manner that will more easily direct the rest of us towards targets if we don't see it first. Alright, like, what is this? Motion tracker for hunting Starks. Here, everybody right. stand still. Turn it on. Mm. Turn it on. Hold on. <laughs> Till just... Right. Till just flies across the room and you see the blip. <laughs> Because they're invisible, and I'm only going to be able to allow a limited number of us to see invisibility for a limited amount of time. So having a device that will be always on and be constantly able to detect things we might not see is going to be useful. <clears throat> Those of you with uh, abilities to eliminate the capacity for something to be moving without being seen... Please feel free to prioritize that. Use your best judgment in terms of tactics and deployment on those. Uh, I trust that everybody here will have a good size of capability ready to go with that. Having done my research on this, having heard back, Xander says, Gown, that's really useful. Um, having done my research on this, it's not that they're invisible, it's more that they have sort of a chameleon skin in that their body can match the uh, appearance and and designation of everything around them. Sea invisibility magics and similar technologies will help mitigate that, but they can still hide from you, so... Alright. Good to know. Most more of a active camouflage. Sunlight often is the best disinfectant. We'll make certain to light them up if we can see them. Also, we feel it would be best to make everyone aware you all are most used to fighting alongside bees who was most comfortable at range. We should let everyone know that we retain bees' capacity for ranged combat, but we are also comfortable with Xerothrax's more up-close and personal approach. Well, we're looking forward to seeing this side of things in action, I think. Hmm. And... Let us know which you would prefer us to prioritize, Commander. We'll see when we get there. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he knows. He was just kind of waiting yeah. to see if there was any more commentary. Uh, and as as last time, be aware, be aware of the Zervan. It makes big swings. Very well. Ready to death. <laughs> Ah, well, now knowing what we're getting into, I would say probably resuming our investigations with the Eventide. Oh, also. Since we already have established an entrance there. Hmm? Sorry, uh, surprise? Same ship? Yes, same ship. Mm. Uh, surprise. Oh. Would you like to share what we found? Uh, for, to... Oh, um, well, I told Till already, but um, it if... turns out that they were 
transporting the uh, creatures on purpose um, for a bunch of scientists that thought it was a good idea. Yes, they were transporting them from Bulwark to uh, from Bulwark in the natural order to Tintaris in the Republic of Kingdoms and somehow ended up this far out. Well, call it a bit of vengeance then. There were a number of bad decisions made over the course of the journey. I have a lot of judgment. It is. We don't know... We only know about the one ship so far. Nothing in the logs indicate any information about the other two. So, those are going to be wholly new venues. I'm I'm currently operating under the idea that given the make and profiles, likely three vessels all in the same fleet. Otherwise, having disparate vessels coming under similar circumstances raises a bit of questions but if we find that to be the case well we'll just have to reevaluate logs about a fleet interesting yeah nothing in the captain's journal about them being part of a fleet which is one of the things that stood out as weird my my at the moment my working theory is that during one of their gap jumps the stalks got loose and that in the middle of that jump is when they went off course. I don't know. Uh, other than the fact that they are this far away from their intended destination, I don't have any working evidence for that. But I find myself particularly interested to find out if perhaps one of the other ships had a necromancer on board, uh, given the Stark's apparent ability to, like, morph in abilities and just how much gunk there is all over the place. That is an excellent insight and worth investigating. Yeah, I have excellent insights. Thank you. You are welcome. Yes, you Uh, do. uh, Shawnee, from a mechanical standpoint, is it okay if I cast, the reason I was asking about four hours, is it okay if I cast a spell four hours ago and then took a four hour long rest? Uh, yeah, um, sure. Okay. All right. So there are um, about a dozen of the bees, not the like spectral glowing sun spots that are around uh, uh, just us most of the time, but uh, actual just about a dozen bees uh, sort of hovering around uh, Till, Surprise, and uh, Mistle as we are sort of being prepared to head out. Um, the- Prize seems rather skeptical of them. Um, and um, uh, Just Us says, we should also point out that as Mistel and, uh, and, and and we discussed, the bees retain some of their sentience from their time as part of bees. And as part of that, they retain their fondness uh, for for you all. They have a particular fondness for Mistle, for Surprise, and for Till. And apparently, some of them have decided to accompany you all today. Uh, and that's my that's my in character explanation for the fact that I cast a fourth level aid on you three. Ooh. Uh, so you guys, uh, so Till, Surprise, and Mistle all have fifteen temporary hit points. 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's not temporary. Your max hit points have been increased Correct. by 50. And oh, okay. <laughs> so you guys actually have uh, 15, 15 higher hit points for the next four hours. Cool. All right, let's go then. Um, if one of those little, uh, if one of the torch bees is flying around, Till will kind of like hold up a finger, see if he can get it to land. Oh yeah, it right. definitely will. Right, and then he'll just very delicately give it a little head bonk, mm. um, and then let it fly back again. It'll sort of bonk you, and you hear very, very quietly again, not that omnipresent voice, but mm-hmm. just from the bee. Hey, Till. And then it goes back and sort of... Hey, buddy. So they're like tiny insectile iron stones. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. All right. But yeah, no, if everybody's ready, uh, Till will make sure everybody's caught up on all of the information that was gleaned from the notes uh, from the bridge. Um, And... um, He's he's not going to redo the monologue for anybody though, uh, and uh, <laughs> that's just for Coltarn. Um, and then yeah, get everybody ready to get rigged, suited, and back out the gantry. Uh, so would Kindle want to carry the motion tracker, or do we want to stick that sure. on Xander? All right, Kindle, I got cool. Yep, Kendall's got a motion tracker. I will <clears throat> I will note it does take. Uh, I believe in action to get a full read. If I recall correctly. Mm, uh, no. It doesn't no, look like a, it. It's just always on. Yeah, it just says while holding it, you can use it to determine, but it doesn't say as an action, as a bonus action. Nope. So Yeah, there's no there's no action economy associated with it. So so it's more like a it's more like a debuff aura, I guess. Yep. Honestly, if it's being held by Kendall, it, it it's almost functionally being held by Xander, anyways. If Xander's coming with, <laughs> she's going to be sticking to Xander. Oh, okay. Um, when we get back to the gantry before we launch ourselves back onto the ships, I will cast scene visibility on myself until, uh, which in okay. this particular case is just uh, <clears throat> he makes an adjustment to his cybernetic eye. Uh, and then uh, pulls out this sort of like what looks just like the it look it look it looks just like the um like the frames of a or like just the lenses of like a sports like sport, those like those kind of sports glasses that uh, sunglasses that like coaches wear the yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah I know exactly uh, what you're talking about but it about. just yep. looks like those lenses <laughs> um, and I'll just walk over to walk over to Till uh, hold still for a second. And just like press the lenses against your against over your eyes, mm-hmm. uh, and when he presses them and then clicks, uh, a metal band connects them, and then they sort of latch onto your skin around the eyes, uh, not painfully, but they just sort of like adhere. Okay, excellent. And then mm-hmm. you can see invisibility through them. Fuck well, yeah! Disconcerting, I would imagine. What was that? I said a little disconcerting, I would imagine. Yeah, it it you don't feel like a pinch or anything. You just feel like pressure till's been watching these old uh uh eight actual play uh records from like many thousands of years in the past uh of an eberron campaign he's like no this is very normal 
<laughs> Comparatively, this could be much worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah Kolar could be a necromancer artificer. That would be way right. worse. <laughs> oh, my wanna, God. I don't want to think what Gwynplaine would do to give you seem as a villainy. Hold still. I need to smear a jelly on the back of your eyeballs. So we're just going to pop these out for a minute. <laughs> then you're a reckless, ah. right? Uh, yes. Okay, uh, and some of our viewers might be, so I won't show you guys what's on my colored pencil container over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is this big. Yes, thank just, you for not. Just for reference, you're talking oh. about, when you're when you're talking about the, the, the sports guy sunglasses, you're talking about those, but tackier, right? Uh, the ones of those that uh, don't yeah, connect that to like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, like go fully around, like... Yeah, the wraparound Oakleys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the worst sunglasses in the history oh, yeah. of sunglasses. Oh yeah, just the lenses though, not the rest. Like, <laughs> like just wearing those sunglasses makes makes the odds that you're about to about to say a slur about thirty percent higher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, the, it's, mm -hmm. the, it's the it's the easiest it's the number one easiest indicator that somebody is a day drinker is whether or not they wear those Oakleys. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What Chad wears, right? Chad a hundred percent wearing. I'm to summon Chad. He's like, dude, sweet shades, man. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I just, I just like the aesthetic of Oakleys. Unfortunately, they've been ruined by cis white men. So, <laughs> as we ruin, we'll most... add it to the list. Add to the list of things that cis white men have ruined. <laughs> Amazing, but yeah, along, we're ready to jump with off most again. of history, <laughs> along with a good portion of history, <laughs> along with a lot of other things like you know monster trucks, Europe, <laughs> France. <laughs> uh, but you make your way over to back to the gantry and back towards the eventide. Uh. And once again, you open the door, and the wash is no. The wash doesn't like pass over you again. It's just sort of ambient. Um, and you sort of you walk in, and uh, where are you headed this time? Because you've been on the bridge. Uh, Tills are ready to go. Uh, honestly, since they were transporting these things to Tintaris, Tills like. That science lab, honestly, is sounding even more attractive right about now. So he'll be like, he'll ask a surprise if they're willing to take point. And bearing in mind that none of us can walk through walls, let's see if we can get there. Surprise just automatically says and confidently says yes. Okay. Uh, but does surprise actually remember how to get there? <laughs> Uh, just roll me a, uh, hang on, let me check your stats real quick. I will offer surprise the the shielded left hand of the Zervan to ride on while taking point. That way you're not the first thing the Starks eat since you can't see them. <laughs> Although if uh, they eat me, no biggie. Roll me a survival check. Survival, all right. All we got to do is pull the body sock out of the stomach and wait 24 hours. It's going to be, they'll be fine, promise. You want to use one of your inspirations on that? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, take the that one. It's fine. That's there better. you go. That's there you better. go. Okay. 
I mean, if it was bad, I would have taken it. But like, and that one is going to find us some Starks. So no, thank you. <laughs> I'm. I support that. <laughs> no, with a, with a, with a twenty one, um, you like you your spatial awareness is not like constantly good, but right now you're at a moment where okay, I remember where spaces go, and so you. Uh, I know how space. They go outside the ship. Uh, <laughs> you you make your way over to where you had passed through the wall to find the lab, and then start walking around to try and find where the hallway connects to it. Yeah. Uh, and so the uh, like a, a like a minute or two later, surprise opens the door, and all of you walk into what appears to be a derelict science lab. No. Uh, uh, keeping an eye out for Starks the entire way. Yeah. Could we use light, or would that not be helpful? Uh, it is relatively dark here. There are no lights on except for emergency lighting, so it is currently uh, dim light everywhere. Yeah, that was that was in character. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just establishing uh, the setting for I, everyone. I don't think that the lights are going to attract the stalks any less than gestures at the Zervan. So, I might as well. <laughs> they're, they're, Whatever works. I'm gonna cast light and and their their armor on just on their on their breastplate, which just starts mm-hmm. to play. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Till's going to look around and see if he can find anything in the immediate area that would give us any more indication, uh, especially because he's also remembered that we also need to figure out what's the source of this discorporated necromantic energy, um, and if anything there is accessible. Roll me investigation. Um, God damn like it, to, I, I was hoping I, I, for perception. I, I, I would also <laughs> like to investigate. Um, I would too, but like, I don't know if I need... I don't, I don't know if you really want me to make a roll for it or if would I could like just... To, would you like to help If me? it should just be... Yeah, I can help you. I'll help you. Uh, guidance. Guidance. Uh, some, a, a, a small group of bees lands on Kotor's shoulder and goes, You got this! <laughs> on, on the Zervan's <laughs> shoulder. Uh, you, I'm sorry, uh, did you say it was, it was on Tolvarn's shoulder? On the Zervan's. On the He's in the yeah. You got this, you glorious big metal bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with a twenty-one. You that word from Kendall. <laughs> metal. From Kendall. Metal. Oh no! Yeah. no metal. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Uh, so with a twenty-one and a nineteen, uh, the two of you look around. Uh, there's like a couple of different like uh, DNA samples on the uh, the of the Starks that have been stored here, hmm. um, uh, like presumably from while they were still captive. Uh, and as you sort of like pour over the machinery, the computers are dead, so there's not really a whole uh-huh. lot of readout to be gotten out of them. But the the sample is there. Um, the other thing that you notice as you look around is that one of these, uh, like one of the like sampling machines that has like the like the rack full of full of like uh, like sampling tools, like scalpels and and vials and syringes, uh, is coated in blood. No body, How- just blood. How old of blood? 
Excuse me. Hmm. Probably very old and dried. Okay. And you said this is one of like the scalpels? Hmm? Well, it's like a, an entire rack of sampling stuff. Oh, like someone, okay, gotcha. someone got shoved bodily into a uh, pile into of a pile of, of pointy things. Okay, right. Mm. All right. Well, much though I am loath to suggest this, it might be good if we could find where these Starks were being contained and see if there's any records down there on what allowed them to break containment based on the uh based on the make of the ship do i know could i um, uh hazard a good guess where the cargo bay is uh roughly uh, i believe i have an idea for where the cargo bay is then let's head that way all right this this ship is gnomish construction or it was Human. just Coltarn uh, will exit the observe on tip uh, to grab those DNA samples, though, yeah. uh, and store them in his in his bag in his backpack, and then get back in the Zervon. because Kendall has somehow become even closer to Xander. At this point. <laughs> Just gonna phase into him. They're doing the fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I mean, it's like from this point to like this point. Yeah. Right. Just shoulder to shoulder at this point. Yep. Xander's going to become Zandal. More like under shoulder at this point. Kendall, uh, Xander <laughs> is giving Kendall a piggyback ride. <laughs> um, can I make an insight check on uh, Kendall? Sure. Sure. Zandal. Eh, ten. Kendall's being odd, but eh, you don't know why. Fifteen. Okay. More of the same? A little more of the same. I'm used um, to Drummond's insight. That's fair. That is fair. That is fair. <clears throat> uh, especially since uh, 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 Kendall is, is, is currently the... Um, Bill Paxton of this alien aliens movie. Um, <laughs> oh no, she's my actually. I think Till's insight would be a little more focused, Jeremy, if I may. On Kendall had expressed an intent to stick close to him, uh-huh. with the uh, apparent reason being, you know, hey, I'm worried if right. Justus is going to. He knows that he is a far more formidable combatant, most likely, than uh-huh. Xander is. So what's actually going on here? Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, no, that's where I think it, I, I think I, I think his success is close enough to see. She's probably sparing a couple glances at the bees around you. Okay. Okay. You're hanging out with the enemy right now, as far as she's concerned. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so she needs someone else. All right. Mm-hmm. I so discard even when I'm lawful good. <laughs> so yeah, no. As I mean, we... that's that that that's definitely a you thing, right? <laughs> In the best pa- way. Passing Kendall on the way out the room, then he'll just offer a quick. Mm. All right, Miss Retro. I'm fine. All right. Could you be any more nervous? 
I'm if old. if I could reach through this screen, Craig. <laughs> uh, I have dreams, dreams of playing. If I like, swear to not kill each other, try to hit me across the table. <laughs> In uh, so yeah, I'm leading the way to the car. Yep. <clears throat> If we ever get to play at the same physical table, Jeremy, I'll give you a nerf gun. <laughs> I will keep plenty of soft things around me. Till we'll be keeping an eye out for enemies, necromancy shit. Also, anything that looks like he should tag it for decent future salvage. Yeah. Um, Mostly keeping an eye out for Starks. Is this, is this ship gnomish itself or it's it's, no, it's, it's human it was it was hired okay okay they were hired yeah. by gnomes it's human it, yeah it yeah. had a gnomish destination but yeah it was I, headed to I the would... gnomish home world but it's a human makeshift mm -hmm. we we are keeping obviously keeping our eyes out on everything um they are also looking for anything that might trigger some of these memories that they 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 can't crack open like anything that would remind them of one of the secret keepers that they can't remember or anything like that. So mm. I don't know if there's a role I can make for that or or anything like that, but I'm just letting you know. Show me a perception check just okay. to see. Uh, that's a 16. That's a shitty ass roll. <laughs> I rolled a 10 on my investigation earlier, so I feel you. I have a plus 13 in my perception on just us. That's yep. a terrible fucking roll. Uh, this place is largely unfamiliar to you. You don't think that Zarathrax spent too much time on human ships in general. Alright, thank you. Uh, but, uh, as you go through, you are walking through some of the hallways. Uh, uh, like, keep keeping an eye out on everything. Uh, when Xander uh, sort of looking over uh, Kendall's shoulder as she is basically affixed to him at this point um, looks over and says uh, guys we got movement reception checks for those of us that can see invisible I was going to say <laughs> well, is there any kind of directionality that Xander shares with us uh, so as everyone stops, is there any right, directionality yeah. that Kendall can share? <laughs> I was about to say, as as the group of you stop and you and you look, uh, like at the at the motion tracker that you're holding, um, you're in a hallway. Like it it goes hmm. uh like further down in all in 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 ahead of you and like T junctions out in front of you, um, but there are also rooms on either side of you, uh. And from what you are seeing, uh, you're seeing uh, four blips of motion in the room directly to your left that are just sort of moving slowly in non-distinct patterns. How, how big is that room? I, you can't tell without opening it. Four blips, you said. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ready to engage? Uh, well, wait. there's also the option of making sure that door is firmly locked and keeping moving. I gesture. Well, I gesture. They, escaped, they escaped from containment, so does a locked door keep them in? 
I, we I don't know that is I, valid. I gesture to the ship around us. They're not going to stay anywhere unless we make them corpses. I Fair mean, enough. Uh, do we want to test if they can get out of a locked room? We already know they can. Yeah, but we don't know how. I'd rather not be surprised by them further down the hallway. <laughs> I'm asking if you want to lock them in and make them want to come out. I can just leave a little nasty in with them if you'd like. We can always unlock it again in two minutes and shoot them. I'm willing to experiment. Fair enough. What do the rest of you think? Why don't we open one of the other doors on this hallway to ascertain how big the room might be. I could stick my head in and chat. Might not be a good idea, surprise. All right, order of operations here. Let's lock the door first. Colton, can you see to that? I'll see if I can lock this unpowered door. I was about to say, the door has no power. It's on emergency power right now. You can basically lift it open if you need to. Oh. It's not really locking. Okay, so it's doesn't physically bar it shut. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to physically bar it to, to keep can it I, shut. Can I weld it shut? Yeah, you could probably weld it if you had the time and tools. Oh, Xander yeah. probably so, can so, pull the tools out of his tool belt. So, so yeah, so looking at it for a second, he'll then turn back. Um, the doors are on emergency power. We can't digitally lock them. We'd have to weld them shut or block. That them. would take too long. All right. Uh, then, it, in that case, just us. Why don't you check can... the opposite? Uh... Sorry, hang on. Oh. Surprise! Sorry, I didn't is it hear something surprise. that can be held shut? I'm, I'm, I'm imagining Not they're really. sliding doors, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're this like sliding door kind of thing. Like, not even a mech could. I mean, a mech theoretically could like shove fingers into the steel and try and hold it in place, but that would definitely be like. I am, but, you are bending the door with your hands rather than actually like something about the door letting it be outside. Right. And but, I think having, I, mean, I think having the mech mobile would be. Them, and we just held it shut long enough for the nasty to do its nasty. Can you uh, define what you mean by nasty in this case? You're using it like a noun. It's, you know, just a little, just a little something. It, 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 it doesn't feel good. It's, it's just, it's, this is kind of the perfect place to use it. it they're all in a room. Uh, we how big? How big is it? We haven't ascertained that these are actually the stars. We well, should certain that they out. aren't innocents. All right. So order of operations again, then. Uh, surprise! Please stand by to stick your head through in just a moment. Uh, just us. If you could pop that door open, get an idea of what sort of dimensions we're likely looking at on the opposite side of this corridor. Indeed. Also, uh, nasty can totally be a noun. Or verb. Oh, I'm I'm fully aware. It's just it's not descriptive in the terms of it's uh, it's a qualitative thing, not a quantitative. Anyway, is is Bristol riding on just us? Uh, yeah, that's what I w- I was about to know that. Yeah, okay. Okay. on their shoulder. All right, um, just us will walk to the door across from the door where we've gotten the motion reads and say, Mister, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Till on your signal, Mark. Mm. Uh, I then we will reach out and open the doors. 
You just reach in, put your hands in, push the doors open. You're looking at about a, like, 15 by 10 to 15, like, not quite square uh, room. It's not large by most ship standards, but it is a room. What do we see in there? Uh, Sen, you had a question? Sorry. Is there a label on the door or next to the door that would indicate what room this is? Not, Not the, really. The most the, like, the there are, there's probably, there is some labeling here, but a lot of it seems to have been worn down and okay. like it's hard to make out. Gotcha. Oh, shit, I forgot. My character can read now. <laughs> I just wanted to ask so that we didn't like you know you know right. uh, the, weirdly you all look past the where it says you know toxic sludge room or whatever. <laughs> uh, but that, in, in, most in ships this, this room, size only have a toxic sludge closet. Uh, this this looks like um, probably some kind of like medical examination room. You suspect that you're probably on the crew deck right now. Um, and this looks like the, like, standard med station for somebody in the crew quarters got injured. They need to go get checked out by one of the crew's doctors to just sort of, like, really quickly patched up. You see, like, there's a there's a cupboard on one wall that looks like it might have held medicine of some kind. There's a table on the far wall that has, like, a light and, a, like, a notepad. There's a chair for, like, doing examinations. Is it in disarray? It appears to be largely untouched. Aside from looking like it hasn't been used in a very long time. All right. Then just us says med bay and we'll open the doors a little farther to make yeah. sure it's accessible. Yeah, All you right. open it up and look in and don't, don't yeah, there does doesn't seem to be anything here but med bay. Sounds good. This All is, right. Surprise. Ready when you are. Hmm. Um, I'm going to uh duck in through the um I'm sorry, just a second. Um, what kind of an action is that? Let me check real quick. When you oh, when man. you take the disengage action, you can walk through things. Um, can I just poke my head through? Or yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can you can literally just like disengage, lean through the wall, lean back out of it. Okay, then I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna double check the um. I don't see not Starks. If I do see Starks, that's good. But if I don't see anything, it's probably just Starks. What does this look like for the rest okay. of us? Are you just shoving your uh, head through the wall? Yeah, um, sort of into a void jump, but it's that kicks just out. localized to my head. That's awesome. Yeah, now absolutely. you're thinking portals. I, I plant, yeah. I plant I plant the shield in front of the door to block it. So, so what's on the other side of this door? Uh, so yeah, you you lean you lean your head in, and you come face to face with four skeletal figures, just sort of walking in circles around each other, and as you poke your head in the wall. One of the skeleton's heads snaps over and looks at you, and you just see this like ice blue glow in its eyes that locks onto you. And the other three skeletons all stop, they're sort of circling around each other and turn to face you and start to walk towards you as you pull yourself back out of the wall. Um, uh, 
unexpected turn of events. Um, uh, who had zombies on their bingo card? Because it should have been all of us, and I don't think it was. What's None bingo? Of us bingo card surprise. Uh, <laughs> no, I was expecting to run into no, we at some point, considering all the necromancy. Well, we found them. You get bingo. Right. I'll take care. We'll we'll take care of this. And it all right. manifests the blade from the uh, from the the uh, the uh, keeper's watch. Yeah, I'm just holding the sh- I'm just holding the shield in front of the door. Yeah, uh, are they trying to get through the door yet, or are they still just? Yeah, like... you do hear thumps on the other side of the door. Uh, all, all right, if you want. Um, Looks like somebody just... wants to play. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you lift the shield. I will lift the shield for. And almost immediately, you see skeletal hand sort of pushing into the door and starting to crank. The... Ah, yeah, classic crank, zombie style. Crank the thing open, and you see a skeletal head just. I wait for it to get. I wait for it to open the door wide enough for the Zervon's fist to fit through before I punch it. <laughs> well, hang on. I believe uh, yeah, just, just us had a thing. Uh, yeah, no. as as soon as we can see in there, destroy undead. Is are you a high level cleric for destroy at this point? Hell yeah, I am. Damn. Oh yeah, destroy undead. Oh, yeah. CR one half. Yep. These yep. are just skeletons. Uh, let me check the. So this basically just just us sort of sort of watches and it moves up and and as they approach, we'll say, "Mistel, you should avert your eyes." And then they start to glow brighter, and then radiance just pours out of them into this room. All right, what's the DC on your turn undead? I believe it's an eighteen, but let me check. Uh, it's a 17. My bad. Alright. Uh, Skeleton. Wisdom. (laughs) So close on the last one. Uh, (laughs) so, as, as the, the first of the four skeletons sort of leans its head out, uh, is sort of glowing ice blue in its eyes, as uh, Just Us just sort of holds the blade up and inverts it so that the blade is, like, pointed down and just holds the pommel out. This radiant, glowing sunlight pours out from the pommel of the blade, uh, and the skeleton sort of looks up at it for a second, and then its entire form just to ash and floats away as the four behind it similarly just disintegrate. Well, Hill Boss, he's recording. Thank you. That was pretty snappy. That was really cool. If that's uh, remnants of the crew, I would presume we should check those quarters to see if there's anything helpful. Anybody who wants to see if there's any usable medical supplies to scavenge from the other side, go right ahead. We're I'll stand in pretty close proximity. I'm fine splitting and Coltarn with the. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Is it roughly that point as you as you start saying that that the ground underneath you starts to shake? I look down. Have we been we've been in a place that has the artificial gravity on? Yes. Up to this point, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eye on the tracker. <laughs> yeah, as you look down at the tracker, uh there's a big thing. To be clear, 
I've had nothing else to do. I've been watching the tracker the whole time. Yeah. So there's a, there's there's a there's a big thing that is now coming up through the floor, uh, and you see more things like another four, five, six smaller things coming. Uh, this big thing in the floor, and out on the very edge of your range, there are three more slightly big, but not as big as this thing things coming in. I think we're not uh, chummed by the it, dead means. Sorry. Uh, and it's at that point that a massive hand punches through the floor about 15 feet ahead of you. The 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 skin on the hand sort of like ice blue as it reaches up and starts to rend a hole in the floor. That sharks? That's not what I was expecting. Is that that's not is that is that sharks? Uh Okay, well Weapons free. <laughs> Kendall, you had a thing? Nope. Already passed. We're good. Uh, and we are going to move to... Uh, time. Yes. I'll put you on this map just so you can see what it looks like. Oh. And ignore the fact that there isn't, like, a solid grid because I had to scale up this map to absurd sizes to fit the proportions that I was looking for. Uh, so it's, like, right next to... Oh, no, that's Zervon. As yeah. this thing punches through the floor. My oh, bad, Coltarn. I forgot how beefy you were. <laughs> He's a chunky boy. And as the as the first of several things that Kendall can see on the motion tracker begin to make their way in, that is where we will go ahead and hold off because this is going to be a long fight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Say bye, everybody. Bye.